It's finally here. Bigger, faster, stronger. It's time to put on the pads. Faster, quicker, more agile. Make some noise. Set! Just leveled. Wow! Your defending AFC South champion, Houston Texans, are back for training camp. 15-yard touchdown run for Deshaun Watson. Welcome to Texans Training Camp Live. Your, your sideline pass to everything that's going on with your Houston Texans. Texans Training Camp Live is presented by Xfinity and by Geico and Papa John's Houston. Now, let's go down to the Houston Methodist Training Center. Here are your hosts, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris. Good morning, Texans, and welcome to Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. We are ready to rock today as Bill O'Brien walks across the practice field here at the Houston Methodist Training Center, and players are making their way into the bubble for activation and apparently will be outside today, which is a surprise, and that's beautiful because, Johnny, it is a historic day here at the Houston Methodist Training Center because I actually went to my car Mm -hmm. to go get a pullover, which has never, (laughs) I guarantee, has never, ever happened here. I've got, what, 76 degrees in Houston right now? Is that what it is? 73. 73, according to the Google people. 73 in Houston. I cannot remember a day. Look, I've been here for all of them. I cannot remember a day where it was 73 degrees at this time of day. And we had that storm last night, blew in a little cold front. And, folks, this is like Brigadoon. you got to go outside right now and take advantage of this. Yeah. If you're at home in lockdown or whatever, just yes. take a walk. Bring, bring your device with you so you can listen to us. And we'll have Jack Easterby in just a few moments here. And enjoy this weather because it is rare. It's a March visit for a few hours here in August. Mark, I've, I can't even put into words what this is like. I. I, you know I always wear sleeves because I don't like mm-hmm. to wear sunscreen. And I yeah. knew being outside today, I was like, I don't want to get roasted. I almost, I was driving yesterday to go to the grocery store, and my dashboard things, my dashboard temperature said 104. Oh, and yeah. I almost took a picture of it and went cold front in Houston, 104, mm-hmm. uh, obviously tongue-in-cheek. When I got in the car this morning, I just went, ooh, is it going to stay like this? Then, I, of course, I got worried about the rain because I'm like, our setup for those that obviously can't see us, <laughs> our setup, over the years, we have always had the tent over us. So if we yeah. did get rain, we at least would keep the major rain out. Mm-hmm. Well, our setup this year is Mark has the big tent, yep. but I'm down below, so I would be getting soaked. I'm going to um, Instagram that out in just a few moments. Yeah, so yeah. It, yeah. and so I worried about that. But then I walked out here, and the rain had stopped, and I went, wow. I checked my phone app. It was 73 degrees at the time. I thought, this is not this is unusual. This is Greenbrier weather. We got our weather wish at least one day, at least one day. So my boss, the president of the Houston Texans, Jamie Roots, when we were at the Greenbrier, you know, he used to send me little notes like, stop talking about the weather because it was so beautiful there <laughs> and it was awful in Houston, of yeah. course. And today yeah. it doesn't matter, boss, because it's Everybody. beautiful in Houston. Everybody can enjoy this wonderful day. Overcast oh, skies, Houston Methodist Training Center. Look, it's the third practice that we will cover Johnny's got Harris hits up on the Texans app, and we're going to get your your biggest takeaways from camp so far, Johnny. And John McClain joins us at 8.30. Uh, Bill O'Brien's not going to have his press conference pre-practice today because they're going a little earlier. So we've got a big show. Brandon Dunn, an interview with him, 
And you got to stay tuned for the end of that interview. We're going to play that in the 9 o'clock hour because he starts interviewing me, and it's kind of interesting. Oh, uh, you left that on there. I left it on there because uh, he, he wanted it on. That's all right? awesome. He, That's he, awesome. He was very clear about the, the cameras are still yeah, yeah. rolling on this, right? Yeah. So uh, we're going to play that for you in the 9. But Jack Easterby, we had a chance to visit with the executive vice president of football operations, talking about everything that's gone into this camp, all the prep, all the stuff to make sure the players are as safe as possible, as healthy as possible, injury-wise and, of course, COVID-wise. And here's Jack. Well, if you go back to July 3rd when we got the memo from the league about the things that they uh, thought were best practices for the protocols and the setup, you know, uh, originally a lot of it was hypothetical, right? You're just looking at uh, spreadsheets, you're looking at systems, you're looking at the building, actually the structure and the flow, and you're trying to come up with the best possible scenario to play football and to have uh, a setup of a football operation uh, at NRG. And so we did that and we walked through that in the hypothetical. But the exciting part was when our guys actually got to come and do it, you know, when they showed up and uh, we got a chance to flow through the day for a few times. We got a chance to uh, get these guys in meetings and really start talking football, working out together. And uh, that's been going really well. So positive reports, excited about what's going on. Um, I would say whenever you put a plan together, (laughs) there's always something in the back of your mind going, man, I hope this works. Uh, But it has worked and it's been good so far. And uh, lots of good things as we get started with Texans camp here. Hey, Jack, from a standpoint of putting that plan together, the focus of can we keep these players safe? What do we have to do in the building? How refreshing has it been to actually kind of dive into the football aspect of life, to get back to normalcy in some sense that, okay, our plan is working. Let's now focus on football and putting together the best product we can on the field. How refreshing has that been to get the players back in the building to be able to do that? It really is refreshing. That's a great question, Johnny. I think one of the things that was really cool is that our first team meeting, right, we began to talk about goals of this year's team. We began to talk about principles, right, dependable, tough, smart, get back to those same phrases and, and vernaculars that have been so popular around our building. And, and I had chills because I was like, this is it. This is why you do this, you know, and, uh, you know, to see the players working out and, and obviously getting some things to look at here over the last couple of days has been refreshing. Uh, and I'll tell you this, uh, the relationships, right, beginning to form, right, is, is these guys uh, in the offseason weren't afforded the opportunity like normal uh, to be able to get to know their new teammates, right, whether that's mm-hmm. drafted guys or free agent guys. So it's been cool for those guys to begin to get to know each other a little bit, um, uh, not through a screen, right, and to see them start uh, just cutting up and laughing, but also learning the playbook and learning their roles uh, that they'll have for this year's team. So this has been really refreshing. That's a great question. Uh, and it's good to finally see some people uh, running around together. Jack, I think this can help everybody out there, no matter what business they're in, as people start to meet again in person as opposed to Zoom. We're all pretty much Zoom experts now. Uh, I was watching Hard Knocks. I've obviously seen the photos from inside the building, the video with Peter King, all the stuff you guys have put together. What's it like to meet distanced, and how is that dynamic playing out for you? I see in the bubble you have the chair separated. I've seen you conduct meetings on video. What is that like? Yeah, I think there's a huge behavioral science, right, that we're going through right now, uh, both in the National Football League, professional sports, but also in our country at uh, learning new things that we have to do in order to keep um, the virus um, uh, at bay. But also, I think there's some things we're trying to do just to make sure that overall sickness 
uh, is mitigated and the risk is limited uh, at, at what we're exposing ourselves to uh, in person-to-person -person contact. So I would say uh, your question there is very important for us going forward to begin to create new ways. Right now we're spread out, like we said, in the bubble. The bubble's been a great asset for us because we can spread out in there. We've got great screens up. The guys can watch in HD exactly what they're doing in practice. Um, so we've got some great things going on. I think the behavioral science going forward will be important to evolve. So we'll have to do things uh, where we're walking through together. Uh, we'll have to do things uh, where we're doing virtual walkthroughs and other things. Um, but I guess it is a new normal. It really is. It's a new normal. Uh, communication is at a premium. You have to communicate. You have to do whatever it takes to get the material from person to person. And sometimes that means um, you got to spread out and do it. Sometimes it means you got to go through virtual means. But uh, I think really the focus is on the material and disseminating material, whatever means necessary, and doing it the safe way. Jack, how proud are you of these players, your staff, this organization? As Coach O'Brien has noted a few times, the number of days of no positive COVID tests that these players are leaving the building. They're going to wherever they're living and they're coming back and they're not making those decisions that we've seen from other organizations that have gone awry, but the Texans have come back in zero days or zero positives on multiple days. How proud are you of the people that have left this building going to live their lives and then come back into the building and not test the positive. How proud are you of the organization for that? Let me jump on that, Jack, because is this like baseball announcers during a no-hitter or a perfect game? Like, <laughs> no one talk about it. I did it. not just jinx it. I did not just jinx it. Come on now. I did not just jinx it. But we do need a no-hitter, Jack, right? <laughs> so what I've said to our staff and also to uh, lots of people around uh, Texas world is, you know, the place doesn't necessarily make the people, the people make the place. Right. And so when we go back to the beginning of the discussions with Cal and Janice and Bill about how we're going to set the building up, you know, we thought about everything, like how can we touch, touch uh, things less, right? How can we spread people out? How can we, you know, keep people in the building for the effective times when they need to be doing things that are very specific. And then how can we keep them out of the building at times where maybe they can do some things virtually. And so uh, I go back to that original conversation that McNair's having some uh, awesome foresight to eliminate touch points around the building and investing in some technology that allowed us to have some touch-free zones where guys don't have to interact with uh, germs and things that aren't in their uh, normal pattern, let's just say. And so, and then also the discipline outside the building. I mean, our staff has made tremendous sacrifices. Our players have made sacrifices. And that'll, that'll have to go uh, be, excuse me, be the case going forward because, you know, each new day is, is obviously an opportunity outside the building to interact with people that maybe aren't being tested. And there's definitely challenges with that. But yeah, we're real excited about how it's gone so far. Uh, but we're in the third inning to, to yeah. stick with y'all's analogy. So, or maybe the second inning. I don't know where we are, but we're excited about uh, what we've done so far. Well, speaking of it being early, with no preseason games and no joint practices, you don't have that wear and tear. Yet you need some wear and tear. You need some physical banging. It's professional football, so you're going to have scrimmages and things like that. What's it going to be like to get ready for the season without joint practices and preseason games, Jack? Well, I'll tell you this. I think we've adopted a phrase that we've said a lot in our staff meetings and our sports performance meetings and in, with the coaching staff is that we have to do the next right thing, right? Mm -hmm. So there was debate whether there was going to be preseason games, whether there wasn't going to be preseason games. There was debate whether or not, you know, we would have uh, X amount of padded practices or whether we'd have Y amount of padded practices. And 
those debates obviously uh, we couldn't redo the plan every time those debates went public we had to wait and, and be uh, patient to get the plan from the league and once we got that plan we sat in, in in multiple think tank sessions with our sports performance staff uh with our coaching staff who knew the skill sets of our players really well and our scouting staff that also knew the the um the medical situation with the current players and, and the incoming players. And we put that all in a milkshake to try to make a plan for this camp that is a ramp up that's specifically curtailed to individual guys to get them ready, but also curtailed to the entire team to get us to a load and to get us to a threshold where we can play well against Kansas City. And that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a one-off as far as the curriculum we're following. Uh, it's not necessarily last year. Uh, I'm hoping it won't be next year, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but for now it's been really, really good uh, just to see the next right thing, kind of these slow day by day progressions uh, kind of get knocked out one by one as we build up and as we ramp up here, but it's definitely different. Uh, but I think we got a good plan and I think we're going to execute that, but it's gotta be day to day, week to week, because um, you can't look too far ahead with all that's going on, whether that's a physical uh, uh, ramp up or whether that's actually preparing to play Kansas City. Jack, we all end up in this world of football because in some way, shape, or form, we love the game of football. And there are certain aspects that we all love about it. Relationships, we love the broadcast side of it. We love training camp. And Mark and I talk about this all the time. What are we most curious about seeing with this team at training camp? Is there something for you that you are most curious or most excited to see as we really dive into the true football, putting on the pads and seeing how the full plan on the field comes together. Is there something on the field that you're really excited about seeing as we crank up the pads here? I don't know if I could limit it to one thing, right? Uh, I'm so excited about lots of things. We've got great new coordinators that are going to step up and give some creativity to some stuff that they're working on. We're, we've got uh, obviously new additions to both offensively and defensively of guys that are, are dependable, tough, smart. We've got an awesome quarterback who's better than he was last year. We've got a great front uh, that I think can help do some creative things, you know, on lots of levels uh, defensively. So I don't know if I could give you one thing, um, but I do think there's things that are going on in the field and in the meeting room that Texans fans should be very excited about. And uh, for me personally, uh, you know, uh, the 14th putting pads on, I think will be the first step where we really see uh, kind of some of those things come to fruition. Jack, it's got to be a huge challenge to think about. We see every year, Labor Day weekend, teams picking up players that might have been let go from other teams or whatever. They're available for whatever reason. But that's after a long scouting process and preseason games and whatever you get from training camp, joint practices, if you see some of that footage or whatever. Now there's nothing. So how do you gauge that as far as evaluating other teams' possible prospects that are available and it's got to help you in a sense because if you have some young hotshot that you want to kind of get on the practice squad, maybe it's a little bit easier. Yeah, you know, I think that's a good example of how some of these rules probably are day by day. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. exactly sure how the weight wire is going to play out this year. I think it'll be different with the testing, the bioreference requirements mm -hmm. to enter, enter the building. Still waiting on some protocol communication from the league on that, and I'm sure they'll give us something here soon. But, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely different, and that's why I've always said, this camp, or I've tried to say many times to our staff, is we got to do the next right thing, right? What mm -hmm. is the next right thing? Because we're getting new information every day. Bill's done a great job of looking at the entire league, 
we've watched a lot of players that aren't on our team. We've watched mm -hmm. players that are on our team. We've watched players that uh, played well in college and were undrafted and are now playing for other teams and what they may be good at. Uh, so I feel like we have a really good pulse of the entire league, uh, both those that we're familiar with in the pro side and then those who entered in the college side. And if there was something out there, we'd always do what's right for the team. Jack, we asked this question of, of Coach O'Brien all the time, and got a feeling that you would definitely fall into this case. In the offseason, with everything that was going on in the building, I'm sure you didn't have a ton of time to kind of step away and maybe read a book, you know, watch a series or something that maybe gave you some motivation. We talked to Coach yesterday about watching The Last Dance, which is fascinating to go back and watch 20 years after the fact. Uh, but he's always reading. He's always reading about leadership and those kind of things. Was there anything this offseason that you kind of found maybe – I don't know, some wisdom or something that you found in reading a book or listening to a podcast that you've kind of applied throughout this really kind of interesting period of time? Um, you know, it's interesting. I think if you went through my, my, my searches on the internet, you'd see a lot about the CDC. You'd see a lot about uh, uh, some of the World Health Organization stuff. Uh, you know, so I think that'd probably be what, what dominated it. But I did study the Spanish flu of 1918 relative to the reaction of the government and the reaction of uh, big business um, because I felt that there was some transition there relative to or some uh, transferable pr principles there that I felt were true of just the trauma that society goes through. You know, when you have a pandemic and there's some fear, there's some worry, uh, people don't want to be out and about like we're used to, especially in the great city of Houston where people want to be outside and, and play and hang out and run and, you know, celebrate uh, summer. I, I think I, I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot about the president of the United States and, and how he handled that. And so uh, I also read a book called Culture Code. It talked a lot about culture and how culture is group of people that repeat actions, a group of people that repeat actions. And, you know, you can say you have a culture, but your culture is really what your people are repeatedly doing. Uh, so challenging our culture just to continue to massage that and you never really have it perfect, but you just keep getting better and keep getting better. I also read uh, a lot about um, the history of the development of different franchises. Uh, I feel like the Texans franchise is off to an amazing start 20 years into this thing. I mean, if you look at what's happened uh, in different organizational history uh, around the league, uh, you really, the Texans are off to an amazing start in the early history of this franchise. And so I thought about next steps for our franchise and where we are and, and working with Cal uh, on that. Because uh, if you really think about it closely and you compare other uh, expansion teams, I mean, this, this franchise is off to an awesome start. And the fans have a lot to be proud of what's happened so far. So Spanish flu, a little bit of culture code, a little bit of Texans history, a little bit of uh, NFL history. And, um, and probably a lot of Google searches of the World Health Organization, if I'm honest. Well, we're at the beginning of the latest chapter in our history. And, Jack, we want to thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate the time and look forward to catching up soon. Yeah, well, we're excited about Texans camp. We'll be talking to you guys more and appreciate what you do to represent our organization, okay? There's Jack Easterby. Great to visit with him. Very busy man. And you heard what he's been Googling lately. So, look, we've all been Googling stuff like that, right, to a degree. <laughs> now, he's doing it to try to keep, I don't know, how many people in this building as safe as possible. Uh, a ton, 150 maybe in football, all, to, all told, and then business operations is a whole other thing. I mean, he and Jamie Roots work very closely to uh, make sure this organization, top to bottom, can stay as safe as possible in this environment. So 
Practice will be out here today. We're going to have actually some practice going on while we're on the air, which hasn't happened yet here on Texans Training Camp Live in 2020. Johnny, I need, give me two of your biggest takeaways so far from what you've seen in practice. Both practices that we've seen so far have been in the bubble and Texans Training Camp Live has covered it. Uh, our pre practice show our post practice show all yeah. of it but give me your two biggest takeaways i think the first one uh hit the first day watching david johnson run the ball mm-hmm. and just seeing him size wise i remember seeing him when he was with the cardinals um when i believe they came here for i want to say they came here for a preseason game if i remember correctly and i remember seeing him i was like wow he's impressive and you just watch him work receiver routes before the game and you're like golly that guy's a running back and then you watch him run the football and you think boy he's got some juice left and i i texted you afterwards and i said if that david johnson we see that we that we saw on friday that's the david johnson that we see this year you know buckle up it's gonna be fun i think yeah. the other thing to me that stood out uh for the most part and this is this is where uh there were, there were a few things but i'll go to this one physically the rookies so totally looked the part Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of my time when I do draft stuff. I, I, I think about this a lot. When I go to the Senior Bowl and I look at players and, I, and, and I'm studying players, you know, it's funny. I've talked to our scouts. I've talked to scouts throughout the league, GMs, and I've kind of talked to them. And, and the one thing that they'll all tell you that I've, I've come to find out as well is, you know, watching them on film, that's one thing. You know, that's great. But you got to see these guys up close. you got to see if they fit in your locker room. Like, could that guy – could you take that guy off the field and stick him in your locker room today? And there have been times where I've been at the Senior Bowl and went – uh, yeah, I could take that guy today and put him in our locker room and he would fit. Especially the defensive guys. We haven't had a chance to see Isaiah Coulter yet. I should say Charlie Heck, too. Four of the five draft picks, those guys look like they fit, man. You walk. I was walking uh, this morning just over here, and John Grenard was coming back from the Houston Methodist training bubble, and he was walking back, and I just ran out to him and I said, hey, John, you, you know, we met at the senior bowl. Yeah, yeah, John Harris, yeah. And so we talked for just a brief bit, and he just realized, man, this guy's an outside linebacker good grief and then you see ross blacklock and what he looks like physically and then you watch him move and you're like wow and we've got some of that on video too you can check out some of our video coverage and and you'll see glimpses of it i know you can't be out here fans but our videos are showing some stuff and not the whole thing not the whole 11 on 11 from aerial view but you're going to get some ideas of what these guys are like yeah absolutely and i think those are those are the two i think the third thing if there was anything mark i would think and I want to make sure I say this in the right way, but Deshaun's in full and total control. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's in control. Like, he's not, he's not calling the plays. He's not just going rogue and calling whatever he wants. But you can just tell that he has – he if there's a huddle and they break it, he goes up and he knows exactly what the coverage is. He knows who's disguising. He knows who's coming. He knows exactly what he wants. He's at his pace and his tempo. If he wants to get things off quickly, he gets it off quickly. If he wants to be totally sure, he wants to see if he can draw the defense out of the skies. I thought it was interesting the other day he did that where he got up to the line of scrimmage and he kind of gave a little bit of a hard count and he got the safeties to move and it showed him cover two. And so then he, wo- he walked up to the line of scrimmage and he changed the play to a run knowing that they were too high. And so he ended up getting a run and popped one in there for a good gain. But he is in full and total control it's his fourth year in the offense he knows it obviously with tim kelly new offensive coordinator play caller i shouldn't say new new play caller second year offensive coordinator they're going to do a few different things yeah but you can tell that he is in absolute command line of scrimmage 
and you just go back to him as a rookie, we knew he was good. I mean, we were at the Greenbrier going, good grief, this guy's amazing. But you could just tell that there were times he wasn't totally sure what he was seeing. Should he make that now? It's just he knows exactly what he needs to do. He knows the pace he wants to go. He knows where he wants to go with the football. He is in absolute and total command of this offense. And I, and I, I love seeing that. I love seeing a quarterback make that step. And we've seen other teams. It happened for other teams' quarterbacks, you know? Yeah. We've seen it for them. I don't think we've, I know I haven't seen it in the building because it's been a different quarterback every year until Deshaun got here in 17. And now we're seeing that development, which has been pretty cool. Well, the David Johnson size factor, I think you exemplified that well in the Telestrator last night on Texans Extra Points, which is uh, the next couple of Sundays, by the way, 1035 on Sundays before it moves into uh, its regular Saturday slot. And I thought that was a great Telestrator last night on David Johnson as a Cardinal and some adjustments he made in his ability to run through tackles, the sheer size of the guy along with the receiving skills. All right, next up, John McClain, the general. What does he think of all this? What about Jonathan Grenard? How can he fit into this pass rush scheme along with Jacob Martin as we look at that second wave behind Whitney and Brennan Scarlett and Watt? Let's talk about that, among other things, and we'll get to Brandon Dunn in the 9 o'clock hour here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. I'm Karen Murray, the owner of K. Renee Salon, and this is my story. The salon was up and doing well, then the pandemic came. It was terrifying. PPP was the way to go, called my banker, Laura, at Amogee. When we started seeing these PPP loans funded, it was a huge relief. When I opened the email and saw the money there, I just knew that I would be able to help. The amount of relief was like, I can't even tell you. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. Bold statement. Saving money with Geico is almost better than watching football. Think about it. When you're watching the game, yelling at the quarterback to throw the ball, throw it, Williams is wide open, why are you doing this to me? Use that rocket arm, come on! They don't listen to you. But if you went into a Geico office and yelled, someone please help me save some money on car insurance, everyone would hop to it. Except the intern, because it's his first day and he doesn't even have a computer yet. See? Better. Switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. 
After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Calling all superheroes. At the Felchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchins families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own, or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelchin.org. The Pelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. It's Clint Sterner at the show. We're joined by J.J. Watt. I know you've been hearing these Chiefs, man. Is there extra added motivation for September 10th? The day that I need extra added motivation is the day that I'll hang on my cleat. I don't ever need any extra added motivation. I don't think any guys in our locker room do. We're just as fired up as we could ever be for game one, and anything that you can put on top of that is great because we're ready to roll. Clint Sterner and the show. Weekdays at 2. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. It's back to football. And you're back on the sideline at training camp with Texans Radio. Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity. We are at the Houston Methodist Training Center. Beautiful day. Temperature in the 70s. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you, joined by John McClain from the Houston Chronicle and Texas Sports Nation. John, welcome back to the show, and why don't you give me your top two takeaways from what you've seen so far at practice here with Houston? First of all, this morning feels like we're in West Virginia. I'm looking around <laughs> for the mountains. I've been I've not been able to find them, but it's actually in the 70s. And they're supposed to practice outside. Don't know if it feels slick, but I always like outside better than inside where it's not as dark and you can move around. And last week they were inside with pads. And two players among a lot of players who stood out to me were running back David Johnson and tight end uh, 
uh, Jordan Thomas. I thought those guys were just tremendous when they put on pads, just Thomas catching everything is what we thought he would do last season after he caught those four red zone touchdown passes as a rookie. Joey came in, he wasn't in good shape, he got hurt. He looks like a, he looks like a big time receiving tight end, and he is big. And uh, then David Johnson, you know, is there? I'm not saying he's the most important player on the team besides Deshaun Watson, but he's one of them, and he looks like he's got a lot to prove. And he started with a bang. Hey, General, how have you found the first few days of training camp? It's been so different from I know from my experience at training camp, but you've been around a lot more of them than I have. How have you found training camp to be the first few days with so few media, so few opportunities to have FaceTime with the players? How have you found that over the last few days? Um, everybody adjusts, and I'm, I'm used to Zoom calls. As a pool reporter of the team who gets to cover practice, I get to sit down with O'Brien after practice and talk to him about practice. I didn't think I'd be interviewing anybody in person all year. So that's been good. And and I just, as far as fewer media people, the only thing I've noticed is I have to stand at a cone so I can make sure that I'm, uh, that I'm not within six feet of anybody or that thing we wear, that tracer, it, 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 you know, blinks red. So I'm trying to constantly be aware of that. I have my binoculars, I have my notepad. So it, I like the fact that it's less crowded on the sideline for sure. John McClain joining us from the Houston Chronicle. General, I don't like talking about salary cap stuff and things like that. I think as a sports fan, the two things that aggravate people more than anything are injuries and contract stuff. But just tell me this, with this year being a down revenue year for the league and next year's cap being lower how do you think that's all going to play out with some of the things the Texans would like to get done contractually and how they have to navigate through that moving forward? Well, first of all, you've got a, a, a floor of a cap next year at $175 million. In a normal year, it would go up from one, it would go up from 198 to about oh, 208 to 210. You're not going to have that. So teams have to be prepared. The Texans have redone three contracts that helped them free up about $8 million. Angelo Blackson, Sunil uh, Calamete, and Zach Fulton. And that, that every little bit helps. And that will help them, I believe. And they're, they're getting Watson signed by the start of the season. They still want to do Zach Cunningham. Texans have been rolling over money from one year to the next, which is very smart for them to do. And I think they'll continue to do that. And it's been very important to keep an eye on it. Now, when they crank up the new TV and streaming negotiations, that 175 floor could rise even without fans in the stands. General, you mentioned David Johnson a little while ago and Jordan Thomas, two guys that really stood out to you. Now that you've got, now that we're getting into the third, fourth day, are there other players that you want to keep an eye on? Are there more that intrigue you? We know that Kenny Stills and Dylan Cole came off uh, their respective list to be active for today, so I know I'm anxious to see them. But are there a few players that you want to keep your eye on over the next few days that you haven't had a chance to watch maybe the first few days? Well, I don't care about veterans like that. You know what they can do if they're healthy? 
The ones I care about are the new players. I think I'm going to do something on Eric Murray today because he's going to be available on a Zoom. He's a starting safety with Justin Reed. He's played up. He's played back. O'Brien's talked him up. And I don't know much about him other than he was not a regular starter at Cleveland or Kansas City, and they're counting on him. And I love Ross Blacklock and Jonathan Grenard, two top draft choices. I know they're real high on cornerback John Reed after their virtual off-season program. So, it, and, and new players like that, especially like, like I mentioned, David Johnson, even though he's a veteran, he's been in the league now, this is his sixth season. And considering he had an injury played season in which he was benched, and uh, it, it's and he's how important he is to the team. Every time he's on the field, I'm watching him. And uh, the Dylan Cole, you know, we everybody loves Dylan Cole. He just got to stay healthy, and he hasn't been able to do that. And Kenny Stills, you know, they got high expectations for Stills. You put him out there with Will Fuller, and this is no team can put three established receivers on the field like the Texans can. And I'm saying established, and that would be Fuller, Cooks, and Steele's all who ran in the four threes at the combine. People say Fuller ran four twos. That was unofficial. Officially, it's four three two. And then Cobb was a slow four four six. And even though he's older, those guys can still move. And I don't know how often that Bill O'Brien and Tim Kelly are going to have four wides at the same time, but you know they will. And it's going to be tantalizing fans to watch that kind of speed. John, we were hoping Duke Edgefor could somehow find his way into the pass rush rotation or make things work out in year three for himself after missing last year with an injury, but he's gone. So tell me about the depth at pass rush with Grenard and Jacob Martin behind Scarlett, Whitney, Watt. What do you think of the group? I, I The problem with outside linebackers as inside in a 3-4, they usually get nicked up, and, and that's one thing, the durability of Bernard McKinney and Zach Cunningham, I don't think gets enough attention. But, you know, they've got four guys at outside linebacker. And when I talked about them in the offseason, I, um, I never mentioned Duke Ejiofor because we haven't seen, we haven't seen Duke in, uh, in, the, uh, in the past. So I'm not sure exactly uh, how that's going to play out, but if they stay healthy, they got four guys they can count on. General, it feels like with this roster, and you mentioned it, there are a lot of veterans. It feels like there are a lot of things in place. But do you feel like there are some training camp battles that have sort of have to take place over the next few weeks? Because I know Mark and I have talked about some of that, and I look at it and go, man, I really feel like the – there's some things that we are, or most things we already know, but do you look at it and say, okay, I think there's training camp battles at these particular positions and these spots have got to work themselves out before September 10th? They don't have many starting jobs up for grabs. This is the most experienced team I've seen at Texans have since 2012 when they were coming off their first division title. You know, they got their starting safeties. They got their top corners. They got their four linebackers. They've got their defensive linemen, and and Brandon Dunn's going to start at the nose tackle, Blackson at right end. At some point, I don't know if it'll be this season because Blacklock didn't have the advantage of the off-season program, but Ross Blacklock's going to be that right end. 
And so it's just a matter of how quick can he be in, get in there. Can Jonathan Gennard beat out Burns Garland? Burns an experienced, smart player who's been around, and it's going to be hard for a rookie to step in and start unless there's an opening, and there's not. Offensive line set, wide receivers set, tight ends are set, and so running backs set. So the way I look at it, the competition is for backup roles, and because they have that experience, that is so good for special teams. If the say Tracy Smith was in his first year and they were coming off a bad year and they needed players to play on special teams, they got most of their special teamers back. This team is in good position as far as starting positions. It looks to me like the only real battles are for depth. John, what do you have going on in the Houston Chronicle? Stories every day, podcasts every day. I hope we're outside. My car right now has gone from 73 to 79, but from whatever it is, it's going to be nicer than usual. I'm eager to see them outside, although it is fun when they put on the pads. All right. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle and Texas Sports Nation. Coming up, the position group today, Johnny, I have decreed running backs. Oh, yeah, That's the position group today. And next up, a little bit more on the rookies. Has Johnny changed his mind on the rookie who might have the most impact of all of them, of the entire class? Let's find out out next here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just 24575 Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. At Whataburger, how do you make something that's already fresh even fresher? By adding fresh new things, like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick, and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra whoa, and two slices of pepper jack cheese, because, of course, that's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties, which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time pico de gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger. Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. In 2020, Bill O'Brien is looking for players to be tough, smart, dependable, 
and strong Zoom etiquette? There's good Zoom etiquette. They can unmute when they want to ask a question. They mute when they're not going to say anything. What a strange time to be alive. I mean, we're a Zoom team. We're ready to go. Texans training camp underway. And our 32 consecutive days of Texans coverage is happening now. Now, now, now. As news happens, we'll tell you about it from inside NRG. Unlike anyone else can. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. More Texans Radio is on the way. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. NextGen Stats, powered by AWS. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. The Texans are back in action, and you have a front row seat. It's Texans Training Camp Live on Texans Radio. Oh, yes. Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you at the Houston Methodist Training Center. They will practice outside. A little bit of a change-up from what we expected going into the weekend and the practices on Friday and Saturday. And the weather gorgeous today for football practice and Johnny I've heard thunderstruck being associated with this team 457 times at least associated with practice but I never get sick of it because it pumps me up I'm hearing it now and they're getting ready for it here today 
So we're pumped. It's just very different. It's a very different vibe. You know, usually the fans and those of you listening who have been out of camp know where the stands are on the east side of Field One. There are no stands right now. In fact, my radio tower. Johnny, did you tweet that out with me giving the thumbs up or thumbs down? No, that's gonna that's um, gonna become the, a you're meme. Gonna, you're gonna want to. Yeah, that's gonna be my <laughs> meme. anybody anybody ask me questions on mm-hmm. Twitter at J Harris Football. Yeah, I will respond with the voice of the Texans up or down. Yeah, like that, that'll be that, that'll be the, that'll be the gif I give you. It's the commodest thumbs up or thumbs down from Gladiator. <laughs> so uh, that's that's me up here in the uh, tower. Roast turkey. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Kansas City barbecue. No, well, actually, I do like the burnt ends yeah, there at Jack Stack. So, listen, you can love, you can love more than one thing. You just can't love that more than you love Texas bar. And, and honestly, why would you? Why right. would you? Yeah, but you can true. love some burnt ends. It's, it's they true. do it a little better. It's, it's okay. You right. know, it's it's kind of like bands. It's kind of like, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, Rush. Yeah. That's yeah. nobody's favorite band, but they're good, right? You right. know? There exactly. are a lot of bands like that. Eh, it's not my favorite, but it's good. I'll, I'll, you know, it's not my favorite food, but I'll eat it. All right, so Jonathan Grenard, I wanted to ask you about him. Okay. Because I've seen the footage, and when you see him on the practice field, you're thinking he looks, you know, the old thing with rookies is, the old coaching cliche is it, is he looks like he belongs. This yes. is whatever the sport, you know. Does he look like he belongs? Mm-hmm. He looks like he belongs, but so does Blacklock, right? Yeah. And Reed, too, has made some plays oh, yeah. out there. And, and those are the three guys on defense we're focusing on here as far as the rookies go. Uh, and there are other people that you're going to hear more about, undrafted free agents. Uh, this is a very different year. The roster is at 80. It could – the Pro Football Talk ran a story about, hey, they could cut down faster than you think yep. because with no preseason games, you don't need to fill the time, so to speak. Yep. And Bill O'Brien said, and I wrote about this on HoustonTexans.com, and he was quoted after practice on Saturday, look, we're at 80, but we're really at 70 because of injuries and you know guys that you're kind of sitting mm-hmm. uh, for load management. He didn't use that term. I did. So at 70, he's like, basically, we're getting ready for the season. And, yes, they're getting ready for the season. Yep. They don't have to play preseason games. They've got a couple of scrimmages, intra-squads. So uh, tell me about these three rookies, uh, Blacklock, Bernard. We'll get to Reed later. Let's just focus on those two. Have you changed who you think could have the most impact on this football team in the short term? No. When you think about you know order prior, you know, draft order, obviously Russ, Russ second rounder, John Gennaro's third rounder, mm-hmm. Heck fourth rounder, uh, John Reed a fourth rounder, and then a fifth rounder Isaiah Coulter. I mean, you just go by that. That you would think that's the priority order. Um, if you just went by that, and I think that's probably the way it goes. I do think that watching them uh, these these first couple of days, first of all, as I said earlier, those are all guys that ha- had I seen them prior to. I would have said, yeah, they could fit in our locker room tomorrow. I always do that when the bowl when the when the bowl comes in here, uh, Texas bowl comes in here, or the kickoff game is in here, and I always kind of look at players and go, okay, can that guy could that guy fit in our locker room? Does that guy look like he belongs in our locker room? You know, because you see a lot of guys in, in college, you see kids in college, six four, three hundred pounds, or whatever the case might be, and you're like. Yeah, I know he's 300 pounds, but that just is not the body type that fits in the NFL. These three, the three defensive players in particular, they all physically fit. Mm-hmm. I stood next to Ross on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon's practice, and I just I kept, I kept looking at him like, you're just built different. Like I didn't say that to him, but that was what I was thinking. I kept thinking, 
he just looks so different from everybody. And the first name that came to mind, and I sort of hate that this is the name that comes to mind because the name I'm using is a guy who ended up being a complete and total bust. But the problem, the reason he became a bust was not because of his body size or anything. He just wasn't ready to be a professional in the NFL. And that's Robert Kimdichie, who played at Ole Miss. Kimdichie was about 6'3", 300 pounds, and just had thick trunk legs upstairs. I mean, he just was cut out of, chiseled out of a diamond, it seemed. And he was agile. He was quick like a cat. I mean, he could just bounce and played on his toes. And that was not something you saw from guys those size, that, that size. And I see that with Ross, just the way that he bounces around and the way that he moves and the strength that he plays with. My gosh. I, was, I just I had a hard time Friday kind of keeping my eyes off him. I just wanted to watch more of him. I wanted him on the field as much as possible so I could greedily watch him. And I think John Grenard's the same way. You see the explosiveness and the burst off the ball. The first pass rush – uh, first pass rush one-on-one that I saw of Grenard, I was kind of watching it through kind of a group of people, and I just saw this blur just on an angle. Just, and Charlie Heck, I think I think Charlie Heck was the tackle. I don't know for sure. I thought it was him. And Grenard just came right at him, and Heck wasn't totally sure what to do. And then John just went, he threw some Bruce Lee hands on him and went inside and got clean to the quarterback. And all of a sudden you just heard the defensive lineman just be like, ooh. They all went crazy. You just see so many good, athletic, elite traits with these guys. And the one thing about Grenard, too, when you see him, you're just like, he reminds I don't even want to use the comparison, but he reminds me of somebody that's in our division that has been one of the better pass rushers in the league from a body size build and everything. And the fact he ended up going in the third round, that's Justin Houston from the Colts. Now, that dude had – some serious juice when he was with the Chiefs. A knee injury took a little bit away, but we even saw it last year. But just the way he's built, huge trunk. I mean, like Kardashian-like, but he uses that strength uh, and that explosiveness. He uses that trunk to get him get himself where he needs to go. He's good with his hands, and he just has a knack for finding the quarterback. And that was Justin Houston coming out of Georgia. Now, Justin Houston would not have been a third-rounder if he didn't have some other issues that he got passed when he got to the league. But Kansas City ended up with this gem because Justin Houston got it together once he got to the pros, and then they maximized it. Now, I don't know that John Grenard will ever get to 20-something sacks like Justin Houston had, but you can tell that the ability to rush the quarterback and those elite traits are there. And John Reed has them too. John Reed, just size-wise, the way he moves, his quickness, he's quick. Ooh, man, he's quick. And he, he did it at the combine. He had a sub-seven-second sub three-cone and just flew through it. And you can see that manifest itself on the field in coverage. So physically, when you look at draft picks, you look at elite traits. What elite traits do these guys have? Do they have them? And even though the Texans didn't have a first-rounder, I think they found some guys with some elite traits for sure. Well, it's, it is a, a regret of mine to not have preseason games to see these guys yeah. try to shine a little bit more, get some reps there. Uh, because as McLean was saying, you, you know what the veterans are going to do. You know, you want to see some of these young guys. Plus, it would give me a chance to learn and really work the pronunciation of Azua Alufaha. Azua Good. Alufaha. Big Z. 
Big Z. One of the, uh, he's going to be Big Z because I've heard Watt call him that. So he's yeah, he's Z. Big Z all day long. The That's rookie from do. West Georgia, undrafted nose tackle, six four three twenty. You know I like that. Okay, yeah. next up, running back position group breakdown. Brandon Dunn. I interview him, then he turns the tables on me and starts interviewing me about a certain subject. We'll get to all of that next. It's Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Who's looking good? Who'll need to step up? How's the depth chart looking? The answers are right here on Texans Training Camp Live. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston. We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dyke stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dyke Air intelligence! Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Lots more to break down. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. Next on Texans Radio. In all times, critical infrastructure binds us together. Burns and McDonald is proud to partner with communities in Houston and throughout the world to build and maintain the vital links that move us all forward. Together, 
We're rising to the moment. We're Burns and McDonald. And we're on call through it all. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Hey, Texans fans. Are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award. Presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant, that's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football. All for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. Calling all superheroes. At the Belgian Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchins families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own, or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelchin.org. The Pelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. Texas Bowl. Texas Bowl. Texans training camp is underway. Get all the breaking news, updates, interviews, and more right now at HoustonTexans.com. Now back to Texans training camp live. Presented by Xfinity and by Geico and Papa John's Houston. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you at the Houston Methodist Training Center as we have overcast skies, low temperatures, great day for football practice. Camp continues. Texans open September 10th at Kansas City. No preseason games. Scrimmages, they'll do some, and we'll get you updated on those. You're not going to get to see them. I'm going to tell you that right now. As Bill O'Brien, I don't think he wants to show much of anything to anybody Uh, The NFL Network actually called me, since I'm the broadcasting director here, they wanted to know if they could show some action on the NFL Network of whatever scrimmages may Mm -hmm. occur intra-squad. And I thought, 
Uh, yeah, no. uh, I just emailed them back right away. I said, listen, um, you know, I'll ask, but <laughs> I know what the answer is going to be. Uh, don't look for a different answer. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. I mean, don't, don't expect anything here. Are you kidding? And I think all teams have to feel this way. I, and I know that some teams, I don't actually know this. I, I thought some teams might be doing some scrimmages for the fans. Yeah. But here's the thing. Among those fans will be scouts from other NFL teams. You can bet on that. Oh, you can't. And they'll want to get a good look. I mean, this is a tremendous competitive advantage for all teams to just unveil whatever they're going to unveil on opening day. And you haven't seen squat. Now, usually, Johnny, in the joint practices, you're not showing much anyway, but you get a vibe. You get a feel like, oh, they might use Randall Cobb like this or Brandon Cooks like that. They're going to show some stuff. Yeah. Right. The biggest but, thing is you get a chance to see other, other players that might you know you get to see the roster from scouting. forty-four yeah. through ninety. That's yeah. what you get a chance yeah. to see. And yeah. think how many times we've watched a guy at some point during uh, during a practice, and then that guy ended up with us mm-hmm. at some point because we saw him in joint practices. Hey, we remembered him from the year before or two years prior. Hey, let's bring him in and see what we've got. That's huge. I mean, that's a huge help to these uh, pro scouts, college scouts. It, you think about it now. I mean, think about this, Mark. I just, as you were talking about that, it made me think. If you're the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons getting ready for the Panthers, like, what are you doing right now? Like, you're watching a lot of Baylor. I guess you watch, yeah, or, or you're watching a lot of LSU because of Joe Brady running the offense. No, you're right. You're, you're definitely you know? watching a lot of LSU. So, I mean, but you're you're flying blind, really. Yeah, that. I mean, you really want to talk competitive blind. advantage, and they got Teddy, wow. and they, they got McCaffrey, and who knows how they're going to use him, and that that could be really special for them on opening day. Now, that goes away pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. Like, we got yeah, one does. game, and, you know, you can't reinvent yourself between – game one and game two now you can game plan of course and and add some wrinkles but uh it's not like listen these first four games we're running the wishbone in week two (laughs) then we're gonna go run and shoot in week three (laughs) you just wait everyone it's the element of surprise that can't happen all right let's break down a position group here we do it every day and today it's the running backs johnny the men who carry the hog skin through rain, sleet, snow, coronavirus. <laughs> let's go over some of these guys. Okay. Where do you want to start? Give me a name. All right. Let's go. Let's start with the man, David Johnson, acquired in the offseason, sixth year out of northern Iowa, 6'1", 225 pounds. What's he got? Man, he's got guns. He's got size. Watching him on Friday, Mark, I was, I don't want to say amazed, but I just was shocked and surprised in a good way just how he glided through a bunch of big bodies and even and and ran past smaller bodies he just has a way of getting upfield in a hurry I think he's a good zone runner I don't know that he's I don't know how he will be in a power scheme and how much power but the Texans run a lot of zone I mean that's what they they want to do they can do some different things up front but man he has good vision he likes to cut back kind of like Arian does but, boy, he catches the ball so clean and so well. I think, as Bill O'Brien has said numerous times, a three-down running back, he's not Arian Foster. They're different. Mm-hmm. And later in camp, I'm sure we'll talk about how they're different. But the fact that you have a three-down running back that you can rely on. And, again, what do we always say? If he can just stay healthy. Right. If he can, oh, boy. 
Well, and if he's your your go-to guy, remember Hyde had only 10 catches last year. David Johnson can have a whole lot more than that if he's healthy. All right, Duke Johnson, who Bill O'Brien calls an every down back, 5'9", 210 pounds out of the University of Miami. And the reason he calls him an every down running back, Mark, is because Duke can run the ball between the tackles. Remember that Buffalo game last year when we can't get anything done? J.J. gets the sack. They have to kick the field goal. The first play of that drive where we scored, where Deshaun scored carrying guys in the end zone, was a Duke Johnson inside run, and he just kind of slalomed his way through those guys to get a 10-yard first down and kind of get things rolling. Duke can run the ball inside and be effective running the ball inside, but Duke does all the little things for you. Remember how on that two-point conversion he kind of peeled off and boxed out uh, Tremaine Edmonds from tackling Deshaun so Deshaun can get in the end zone? Duke does the little things. He's, I think, one of the smartest players on his team. He just seemed to pick everything up last year really well. I love everything about Duke. I think he and David are the perfect one-two complement for this offense and what they want to do. As far as known commodities running the football, that's, that's it. it. Everybody else, unknown commodities. Doesn't mean they're not good, though. Karan Higdon, 5'10", 202 pounds out of the University of Michigan. When I first saw Karan at the Senior Bowl a couple of years ago, I remember standing next to him thinking, the program says 5'10". I was like, you're 5'9". I didn't say that to him, but that's the way I felt. But I watched him at Michigan, and I was like, this guy's fearless. He's fearless. He runs inside. He is not scared to run between the tackles. And at the Senior Bowl the entire time, I don't think I ever saw him bounce or run to the outside. He was determined to stay to the gap in the hole where the play was supposed to go and keep that thing between the tackles and go north and south. He's not a dance runner. He is, he's, he's short, but he's not small. He's stocky. Catches the ball. I think does some good things. Good battle for the number three spot and he's going to be right in that mix buddy Hal, who shined in a preseason game last year and he's a great special teams player six one third year fau i don't want to i don't want to want to make sure i say this and it, it is a compliment buddy doesn't waste any time he gets the football and he goes downhill if you're in the way he'll run you over if you're at a point where he maybe can make a one cut on you and go he doesn't dance. It is downhill all day, every day. And he's been so good on special teams that we've, we've wanted to have him around. He is, the, he is the proverbial great teammate. He does anything he's asked to do. But I think we saw in that preseason game, I remember Dre getting excited about what he could do. There's no frills. There's, you, what you see is what you get. You're going to give him the football inside zone, maybe some outside zone, and he's going downhill at you. And get ready. You're going to have yep. to tackle a 220-pound back. Good luck with that. Mm. All right, let's go to Cullen Gillespie before we get to the undrafted rookie free agent. As Gillespie is 6'2", 235 out of A&M. Gilly. He does so much. I think with Gilly, everybody knew, okay, he's 12th man. He's a special teams guy. He can do a little bit of everything. How much are they going to use a fullback? What are they going to do? Well, in that Buffalo game, he played a huge role in that game. He made that key block on Deshaun's touchdown run. He can catch the football. He runs four or five. He's the kind of weapon you really want to have around because he'll learn everything he needs to learn on the offense. He'll do anything you ask him to do. You know he's going to be a rock star on special teams. So he's always going to be around. And in this world of COVID and do you know if you have it or you don't, could you go into a game and not, maybe you don't have it, uh, maybe, you have, maybe you lose a running back because of that stuff. Well, you have a guy in Colin Gillespie you can at least rely on. He's as fast as anybody they have in the backfield. 
at 4-5, he's maybe faster than some of the guys in the backfield. So I love having him around. Hopefully we'll get a chance to see him in practice here soon. Uh, I know he practiced on Friday. I don't think he practiced on Saturday, but we'll see what's going on with him. And hopefully he's all right, uh, and we'll get ready to go with him. I think he's just the type of the type of player that you have to have on a roster. He's like the Nate Ebner, um, uh, Matt Slater type of player. Yep. That guy you got to have to just do anything for your team, be a great leader and a great professional. All right, tell me about the rookie from Ole Miss, undrafted Scotty Phillips, five eight, two hundred ten. He's thick, and. I thought on Saturday or Friday at practice watching him that he had a little bit more juice than I remember. His best game was right over there at NRG Stadium against Texas Tech. He just went nuts. Now, some people will say Texas Tech's defense wasn't that great, which is true, but that was his first game in college after a couple years at JUCO and just blew it up 220-plus yards and looked good. And he didn't really get back to that point, but he's thick, he's quick, he's got good short area burst, He's the kind of guy that I don't think would ever be your top guy, your top back. But I do think, in depending on how things shake out injury-wise, he catches the ball okay. I think he'd be good in the screen game. Um, but he just, like these other guys, they don't dance. They're not a bunch of dancers, guys that are going to make you miss. These guys get downhill in a hurry. And they're kind of shorter, stockier, quicker types. So they'll get in that hole and that can make you miss a little bit if you need to, if they need to. So... I like this. I like this group of running backs. Now people panic. They didn't draft the running back. Oh my god! What are they going to do? I don't think they really needed to, to be honest. Well, we're done with the running backs as far as those guys who played the position. However, I've got one more running element for you, and that would be the quarterback, Deshaun Watson. His running game, because he's probably the third, maybe even the second leading rusher on the 2020 Texans, depending on how things go. What do you think of Watson as a runner? Well, my hope is that as Deshaun's career continues, we see less and less of that from him. But the threat always has to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll want it to be there. I think he, he, I don't think he wants to carry the ball 20 times a game. But I do think when he sees something wide open on RPO and he can go 10 to 12 yards and slide down without taking a hit, he's going to take it. And that, I think, is where Deshaun has gotten really, really smart, is can I steal five to seven yards, dive and get down and set up a second and three or a second and five? Yeah, I think he's learned how to do that. He's learned, okay, I don't have to you know, you know, fly in the air and try and get this thing in the end zone. I can just get this gain. Next play, let's go. Yeah, I, think he's under, I think he's understanding more now of what he can do in the run game and limit the hits that he takes as opposed to maybe earlier in his career where he was, I'll say fearless, that wasn't the right word, but he was just trying to get everything he could, just trying to make big plays. I think he understands now, let those things come. And when he needs to make a big play like the one against Buffalo, he pulls it and takes off and then carries well, guys into the end zone. That's the thing, and that, that's it for our running back position group breakdown. And, and I'm glad that we included Watson because it is such a factor, his ability to, to take off with the ball and the – you're right. The threat of it, yeah. the defense has to be aware. Now, it's not to the extent of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore because, to me, Lamar Jackson, the threat of him running is terrifying to the D to the point where I think they're hesitant at times to come after him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're, you're like, we got to contain. we got to contain. Well, contain all day long. Now you're not rushing him, right. and he's just sitting there back there picking you apart, you know? Yeah. He's just hitting crossers all day long, and we saw that up close and personal. I think with these guys, whether it's Watson, 
maybe not Mahomes, but whether it's Watson or Jackson, uh, and Watson's different than Jackson, I know that, but yeah. you got to come after a quarterback, you know, yeah. and look, and take your lumps as they come. Look, you came after Watson in the Buffalo game, the Bills did, and look what happened at the very end where he escapes from a would-be crushing blow sack and hits the biggest play in the history of the franchise, nearly, uh, among them anyway. Look, okay, I, you've seen every single one. Let's do it. You brought it up. What? Look, th- let's just do it right now. Put it out there. Where does that play rank? You've seen every I single one. I would say, one. Johnny, honestly, it's it's definitely top three, okay? I'm going to take the Cowboy game out of it because, yeah. you know, like those are history-making plays, yes, like yeah. the Billy Miller touchdown and all that. Yeah. And, you know, the Seth Payne sack and everything in that game. But, look, let's be honest here. You know, you're trying to win playoff games or get into the playoffs. So, Kevin Walter, in here are the top three. Kevin Walter, all right, yep, touchdown against the Bengals. Yeah, okay. Watt pick six, Bengals playoffs. Yep. And Watson's escape and hitting Taiwan Jones for the uh, – field goal spot that was a chip shot for Fairbairn. They took all the drama out of that field goal. <laughs> I mean, there's still drama to it. Don't Hell get me yeah. wrong. Um, and by oh. the way, I think Andre Ware kicked a field goal the exact same distance or very similar distance uh, in a high school game. And I want to play that highlight maybe a little bit later on this week. We'll get Andre on because it, we have the highlight. It's from Bill Lewis, who uh, just passed recently, Alvin Community College, KACC, KACC Radio. And uh, back in the day, and it, Andre kicked a field goal of that distance, and there was pressure to it to win a football game. Anyway, um, I digress. Look. Uh, the Watt pick six, it's the first playoff win. It was yeah. huge. It yeah. turned the tide in that game. The Watson thing is no lower than maybe two. The Walter play is big, too, Johnny. Now, the degree you're of right. difficulty. It's those, it's those three. It's those, it's those three, three, man. It's those three. It, it is, it, it, without a I'm, doubt, it's I'm those three. I'm willing to entertain anything else, but let me tell you, uh, it, it's going to be hard to bump any one of those three. I mean, when you just when you think about the degree of difficulty, the degree of difficulty is probably Deshaun's was probably that's number one. That's number one. JJ is definitely number two because he had to jump up and snatch it. I mean, yeah. the way he jumped, he's it, going up to bat it and then he catches yeah. it. It's it's point blank <laughs> so. because we've seen Watt and I think last year he had one or two of those where oh it went right through his hands. It could have been picked off, but it's uh, hard, I mean it's hard to pick off so a hard. football for anybody at that range. You know, you got a big defensive lineman who has great hands, albeit. Yeah. Still, that thing's humming, yeah. you know, to actually come down with it. And then, you know, once once you come down with it, you're you're basically free to run to the end zone. That was close range. As opposed to, say, the one against Buffalo in 2014 yeah. where it was close range again as far as the pick. Yeah. But then he had to run a long way to get to the that end zone, long, and it was, was awesome. Run. I think Kareem was his escort yeah. into the end zone yeah, on that was. day. But that, those, are the, those are the three, though. But, when, I mean, you think about – the degree of difficulty of taking that car crash of bang bang and just spinning off it the best part is him explaining it he's on the sideline explaining like what he did and how he got out of it it's like there's no explanation for that no no (laughs) it's like other than no you you just weren't going down you weren't going down he you can't explain that when you're that gifted it's like van gogh trying to say you know starry night i just kind of painted some stuff (laughs) you know i just get the brush and i just start painting you know picasso i just start you know brushing and painting like how how's the artist supposed to explain the art you know it just happens and that is 
that's a combination of art, athleticism, all of it, because the presence of mind to not only escape, you know, and it's just like, oh, as far as degree of difficulty, O'Brien thinks you know, eye kick is a much more difficult play, uh, play because he does point. get kicked in the eye. We see that he has to actually check if his eyeball is still in the socket before he throws the touchdown pass. And when you look at it in slow motion, you kind of see it. But in fast motion, <laughs> you're thinking, and that's how, oh. you know, they talk about the game slowing down for you. Watson is operating in complete slow motion. Yes. You know, I'm checking to see if my eyeball is still attached. You know, now a, I'm going to throw a touchdown pass what's to amaz- Darren Fells. What's amazing about that play, Mark, is the fact that as soon as Arden Key got to Deshaun and started kind of spinning him around, Fells knew to keep moving. Yeah. And to hear Whitehead, who was covering Fells, Fells ran a little stick-nod route, and, and Whitehead na- like caught it perfectly. He played it as perfectly as you could, but then when Whitehead saw Key wrap up Deshaun, he, 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 you can literally see him stop, and Fells just continues for just a little bit. Right. And then that's when he hits him with the ball. And it's like that kind of thing, playing with a guy like Deshaun, it's so frustrating playing against him because your timing and everything, your rhythm of playing other quarterbacks, he should go down. I shouldn't have to keep playing. But our guys know, hey, just keep playing because yeah, he's going to yeah, get you yeah. the ball. He's going to somehow stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked to Jordan Akins about that, the offensive line too. How many times have we talked to the offensive line about this? Hey, you're going to have to stay on these blocks and stay a little bit longer than you're used to. Titus talked about that. He's like, hey, getting used to having Deshaun back there as opposed to what I'm used to, you know, the timing's different. You know, i got to stay on this a little bit longer, but if I do, I'm going to give him an opportunity to get rid of the football and make a play. Well, so, how, how about this? You did the um, Telestrator with David Johnson yeah, yeah. in Arizona, and Kyler Murray made a nice play on, you oh, yeah. know, he just did. You, you, you paint the picture well how there's nothing there, yeah. uh, but then Johnson leaks out, and it's really it could have almost been nothing anyway because right. it's a lateral pass to David yeah. Johnson, and he could have been leveled by I think it was a DB, yeah, Dante of, Jackson, yeah, trying to make a Panthers, hit, yeah. Uh, but David gets by him, and then and then I thought he was going to go outside on that play, but he goes inside, and just smashes through two yeah. guys on his way to the end zone. But here's my point: remember the Carlos Hyde play in London last yeah, year, yeah. where Lose, it's like Lose, Lose. Yeah. you know, he just throws it a backward lateral to him, and Lose gets a first down. Uh, and there are other instances like that, Lamar Miller against Seattle and things. Everybody's got to have their head on a swivel yep. while, when you're playing with Watson. David Johnson and Deshaun Watson in this offense, that's another thing to get excited about as far as the improbability. David knows. I mean, David played with Murray last year and made yeah. a couple of plays like that, yep. and obviously he's got a good history. But a healthy David Johnson, not just the scripted stuff, but the unscripted element yep. with David Johnson could get very exciting here. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, look, you'd love to all the scripted stuff to work out perfectly, but – this is a coach's dream to have a player where, all right, uh, oh, <laughs> Bill O'Brien joked, I kick is exactly the way he <laughs> drew it up. You know, yeah. this, is, this is my play. I mean, when you, th- I mean, think about it. At that particular point, and I, and I hope, I don't want to, this is not a knock, but if you remember that game, uh, Laramie had gone out, mm. and Titus was banged up in the K- Kansas City game two weeks prior. Our, la- our tackles at that time, were Dan Skipper and Chris Clark. For eye kick? For eye kick. Were Dan Skipper and Chris Dan Clark. Dan Skipper. The Dan Skipper. So when you call a play as a play caller and you realize 
okay, you don't have – not only do you not have your front your, your top-line guys out there, mm-hmm. at the two key spots where you need your front-line guys you don't have, and he still is able to make a play like that. It, I mean, I, I forgot about that. Then when I went and did Telestrator on iKick, I was like, hold up. That's not Laramie. Hey, t- wait a second. I ran it back and I went, that's Skipper and Clark, and he still makes that play. I have to do a list of plays that have names, like – Hop spins, eye kick, kick. uh, Rosencopter, that's a negative one. But we have plays that have names, Mm -hmm. and and it's fun. Now, one more point I wanted to make about Watson running the football before uh, we get to the Brandon Dunn interview. That'll probably be the next segment. But, uh, you know, you're saying, well, maybe, you know, now he's going to do it less, and you'd like to see him do it less as as the years go on. And I, I think that that could happen, and that should happen as well. But I just think it's in him, you know, and yeah. it's it's a hard thing when you have the physical ability to take off with it. And like I said, many times this offseason, he thinks he can fly, go airborne. I'm going for the pylon. I'm going I'm going up in the air now and I'm going to get this ball across the pylon, pylon Michael Vick style or however I'm going to do it. Uh, and you have the ability to do it. It's hard not to do it. Yeah. I know I can do it. Why wouldn't I, you know, (laughs) and I think it's going to be a difficult thing for him. You know, obviously you want to and he's always got the eyes downfield. It's not like he's looking to run first, but hey, I don't see anything right now and I'm going to make a play anyway. I I trust him. I I mean, I trust him. I I trust the fact that he has he's grown so much that he's not going to take a risk that is not calculated in some sense because we've seen him. We've seen him slide down. We've seen him get five to seven yards. Even in Seattle, 17, when we played up there, he took he would they would run the zone read and Clark and whomever else would bite. Michael Bennett would bite in the dive, and he'd just go steal five, seven yards, and he'd just get on down mm-hmm. um, at that point and take what he could. I think he picks and chooses spots when it feels like, hey, I got I got to have this one. I think if if we were up 21-7 in the fourth quarter or in the third, late in the third quarter, when he pulls that ball, the first touchdown he scored on where he carried guys, yeah, we're up 21-7. He's not doing that. I think that. the first sign of a Buffalo Bill coming to him, yeah. he slides down. Right. He gets down. Good point. I think he plays the situation as you would want. Right. As, as, as everybody would want. He understands what the situation is. And he knew. He said afterwards, he's like, look, somebody's got to make a play. And how much with the J.J. Sack – and then that drive, and then him carrying guys into the end zone, how much did that charge that place up? And it really did what it was supposed to do, and that's what he thought it would. It, 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 the Watt play was a spark. That was a spark. Not only did you score, but everyone saw what you did to score, and it fired everybody up. All right, next up, Brandon Dunn. I interview him. He kind of interviews me. We'll react to it as well. Let's get to that next here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on Autodata Compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. 
Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. Transocean loves Houston and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service focused, data driven, and performance oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com. At Whataburger, how do you make something that's already fresh even fresher? By adding fresh new things, like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick, and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra whoa, and two slices of pepper jack cheese, because of course. That's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties, which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time pico de gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. More Texans Radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. 
The Texans NOV and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. It's Clint Sterner at the show. We're joined by J.J. Watt. I know you've been hearing these Chiefs, man. Is there extra added motivation for September 10th? The day that I need extra added motivation, the day that I'll hang on my cleat. I don't ever need any extra added motivation. I don't think any guys in our locker room do. We're just as fired up as we could ever be for game one, and anything that you can put on top of that is great because we're ready to roll. Clint Sterner and the show. Weekdays at 2. Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Sports Radio 610. Sports Radio 610. Sports Radio 610. Now, Texans training camp live continues. Yes, it does. Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity. As the team is on the field, stretching full pads today, outdoors. And we didn't think we'd see them outside for a bit here. So this is nice that they're outside today. And why wouldn't you be? Because the temperature, it might still be in the 70s right now. i got to check it. But uh, when we began the show at 8 a.m. today, it was 73 degrees, according to the Google weather people. All right. Uh, weather check. Yeah. 75. 75. This is ridiculous, it's people. It's August 7th. What day is today? 17th? Yeah. You know. It's it, 75 degrees at 931. This, I don't know this the history so of Houston weather, I, but Johnny, I've never been at camp. I've been at camp where it's like 85 and overcast and you feel like this is the coldest day ever at Houston Texans training camp. Today sets the record. I don't have to look it up. I know it. Unless there was a driving rainstorm or yeah, something, yeah. and somehow it was a little cooler because of the, the rain. But a nice front blew through here. And if you're at home, like so many of you are right now listening, and so many of you have kids, and you're, you're doing Zoom school with the kids, and God bless you. Oh, yes. oh my goodness. I'm praying for you, okay? And uh, everybody back at home at my house, too, because that's what those kiddos are doing. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get to this. Had a chance to catch up with defensive lineman. He's been on a practice squad, often on a practice squad in the NFL, seven times. But here he is and as an established Houston Texans defensive lineman, new contract in the offseason. A couple of years ago, he started 10 games. Who knows what this year is going to be, but let's hear from this. I caught up with Brandon Dunn. Brandon, the first thing I want to know is how does the COVID era of training camp affect you being the clubhouse DJ? I mean, are you still able to do your craft? How is that playing out with all the distancing involved? Um, and right now, man, uh, the staff has put uh, together a great system right now. So I can only, you know, let my talents show in front of 20 guys right now. So we all in the blue team gets this, they get the luxury of having me as their DJ. So you know, everybody's a little bit spread out right now, but anybody on the blue team knows they get a good day of music when they come to the locker room. All right, so the Battle Red team and the Liberty White team, they might be franchises. You, you know, you're the key guy here. You're the man. Yeah, man, I've been getting, I've been getting, you know, calls and remarks about the other locker room. It's not good. You know, it's not as they, it's what, it's what they miss. You know, I told them nothing that we can, that we can do about it, man. It's the, nothing that we can control right now. So, you know, y'all going to have to, y'all going to make do without me for, for a little bit. We just got to get through it somehow. But how has this been for you? I mean, you've been through a lot in your career so far. How are you dealing with coronavirus and the distancing, you and all the guys, really? Uh, well, first, all of us, you know, uh, some guys, uh, more than most, have family. So they family first. You know, guys made a decision on playing this year. So, you know, everybody's bought in. 
but uh, just everybody personally and me, we're just trying to go through the protocols, do what they tell us to do, you know, understand, you know, testing, get more educated about the virus, you know, quarantining, immediate family. So I think everybody got to do more than what they've, what they've done in the past to keep the season alive. So Anthony Weaver, D-line coach, but now defensive coordinator. Is it different at all now that he's the big boss of the entire defense and your position coach? How has that changed, if at all? Nothing's changed, man. Uh, you know, Coach Weaver is a great coach, man. Uh, Well-deserving for the uh, coordinator job. And we just, you know, we're just going to keep getting better. You know, right now, you know, um, we're working uh, two days of unpad, so it's still early for us, you know, with an unprecedented year, you know, no OTAs or nothing like that. So we are, uh, we're just taking it back to the fundamentals of things right now, and we've just helping out, man. He's helping everybody out, man. He's a good dude and a, and a great coach to be around, and a former player helps, helps you feel comfortable on all levels. So he talks to us, and he can get through us faster than I'm guessing you know, a coach who doesn't, who hasn't played in those positions and certain stuff. He can give you a lot of good tips. It seems like you guys have a lot of diversity on the D-line, a lot of depth, guys with different skill sets. Can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, you and Angelo and J.J., you've been around here, but Amenahu year two, you got Ross Blacklock, a rookie. What about that room and all the different things you guys bring? Man, the room is good, man. The room is obviously, you know, ran by the veterans. But the young guys, they show up, they listen, they get better. The only thing we ever ask them to do, you know, obviously, you know, uh, the, the, Ross, the Ross kid is um, – we're going to need him to help help us win. So I hope that you know he can take not even hit a rookie wall, you know, because this year and this year's unprecedented. We don't need him to hit that wall, but he's got veterans to pick him up and help him out along the way because we're going. To, he's going to need some of our help just to get through this long season. Something I've been asking all the guys about watching other sports like the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the way they don't have fans. And I know we won't have fans at the first home game here, but you hope to have fans filing in eventually. What has it been like watching other sports, and how do you think it's going to play out for you, especially being at home when you're kind of used to that that really loud crowd helping you out on deep? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be some – it's probably going to take some, uh, some getting used to. But uh, the other luxury is, is, man, we can communicate and hear each other better. You know, a lot of times on defense, you know, it's a, it's it's loud, it's loud. We got great fans. It's loud. It's rocking. But this year is going to be a little different dynamic. So we got to use that to our advantage. All right. Well, Brandon, thanks a lot for the time. I know you're busy. One, one question, Mark. Oh um, yeah. What, did, did was you there for the Butch uh, Jones years? Butch Davis. Sorry, Butch. Yes, Davis. I was. Yes, I was there for Butch. Yep, yep. For uh, I was there in '99 and 2000. We won the Sugar Bowl. Oh man, that's a great you. That's that's something that people don't even understand how great and how close you was to that organization. That that's great right there. It was it was a fun time, and '01 was my last year when they won the national championship. So Larry Coker comes in, and uh, and we win it. Andre Johnson, you know, he had a huge game oh, yeah. at the Rose Bowl. Trust me, that roster, man, that roster right there, man, is we know there's some good names on that roster those couple years, man. Obviously, I've seen the 30 for 30s, but actually, yeah. my coach actually played on those rosters uh, when I was in uh, college, and uh, he told me all about it. He raved about it, and it was a cool thing to see the Miami uh, helmet in the background. I just wanted to ask that question, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Well, great talking with you. Who's your coach in college who played? Uh, Clint Hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. There we go. There we go. Hey, we yeah. had like six D linemen who went to the NFL. <laughs> I know it, man. Loaded. It was, I'm telling you, that was the loader. He always talked about how it was probably one of the best rosters he's ever been a part of and oh, ever, yeah. ever seen. 
Crazy, crazy. Well, it's great to talk with you. We'll catch up soon. You too. Brandon Dunn, DJ Dunning, and there's no more any confusion with DJ Reader because he's the only DJ now yeah. uh, because he's an actual DJ in the clubhouse. Now, if you're wondering why exactly Brandon brought that up, Mark was doing a Zoom with him. I actually was sitting in the back corner of the room yeah. because Charles Menu was doing a, uh, a Zoom with DP in our digital studio. So I walked out there. And I do my work sometimes in the media workroom. And so Brandon just starts asking you about, I was like, why is he asking about the Hurricanes? And then I remembered your setup behind you, there's a Miami Hurricane helmet up yep. on the ledge. And he mm-hmm. happened to see that and then asked you about the connection with Miami, which I, I've always said, you know how I feel about that. I could, I could listen to you tell Miami stories all day long. Um, and I know you were there, there only three years. But, man, the three years you were there, and he's right. <laughs> that group was pretty loaded. That group was pretty loaded there the, at Miami, the especially up front. The oh D-line was ridiculous. Oh, it was uh, crazy. It was, it was crazy for sure. Uh, that was funny. Uh, the helmet I have up there in my Zoom calls, and it's in all my home video Home videos. That yeah. sounds stupid. Uh, my home videos that I show everywhere on HoustonTexans.com, uh, it's a Jim Kelly-signed mini helmet. So ah. he played there before they won a national championship, of course. Started it all. Uh, but, yeah, he was he was the guy. They had a huge win at Penn State once that really put them on the map. 1979. Yep, they talk about that still. All right, coming up, players warming up, getting ready for the big day of practice, padded practice indeed. Johnny, I've got some questions for you on some of these Let's guys I'm seeing, uh, especially on the offensive line. Uh, this is a position group that is – a big strength of this team, and that is something that we hadn't really said the last couple of years, so that's really refreshing going into 2020. Let's continue the conversation and get you ready for the rest of the day here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. I'm Bill O'Brien, and you're listening to Texans Radio. For all the latest news and videos on our favorite team, check out HoustonTexans.com. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. My name is Adfinney Smith-Gray, owner of the Spot Lounge and Bar. Business was great, and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, oh my goodness. I needed someone who knew what they were doing. I'm Javon Sterling. She was at risk of being left behind, and I offered to assist. Javon was absolutely fantastic. He understood the dynamics of a small business. Thank you, Amogene. Amogene Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. 
Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Calling all superheroes. At the Pelchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchin's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own, or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelchin.org. The Pelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. This is Texans Radio. Standout performance and all the right moves. This is Bill O'Brien, head coach of the Houston Texans. I'm not talking football. I'm talking about the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe. With its twin power turbo technology, highly responsive handling, complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles, you'll always go for the long drive. BMW the official luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at Houston Texans. Texans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! In 2020, Bill O'Brien is looking for players to be tough, smart, dependable, and strong Zoom etiquette. There's good Zoom etiquette. They can unmute when they want to ask a question. They mute when they're not going to say anything. What a strange time to be alive. I mean, we're a Zoom team. We're ready to go. Texans training camp underway. And our 32 consecutive days of Texans coverage is happening now. Now, now, now. As news happens, we'll tell you about it from inside NRG. Unlike anyone else can. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Saltgrass Steakhouse is the place for a great steak. Why? Because they only serve the best certified Angus beef. A saltgrass steak is unmatched, unrivaled, and unbeatable when it comes to flavor. Each tender steak is seasoned with a perfect blend of seven spices, grilled over an open flame, and topped with seasoned steak butter. Taste the certified Angus beef difference today at Saltgrass Steakhouse. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. This is J.J. Watt, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. Team on the field doing drills right now. I feel like 
Rudy's father when he <laughs> walks into the Say stadium it. in South Bend and says, this is the most beautiful sight these eyes have seen. It's just glorious yep. to be at practice on a 70-whatever-degree day. This is ridiculous, Johnny. I feel like we have just completely beamed ourselves to the Greenbrier. I feel like we should be getting up in the end zone stands here in a little bit, <laughs> overlooking and seeing all these mountains. Yeah. I mean, I do see the skyline downtown, so, I mean, that's, you know, some visual, but it's just different. I mean, to, to be here on August 17th and feel yeah. this, and I feel bad because how many times have we had fans out here and fans have just been dying in these stands <laughs> from 5.30 in the morning. And never for, had a day like this. Never. Ever. ever. Never. This is unprecedented. Yeah. It's weird. In fact, if it was like this all the time, no matter what piece of property you own in Houston, multiply that by five times its value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, yes. if this were the weather all summer long. Exactly. Okay? Amen to that. So they're doing some special team stuff right in front of us. All right, some things that jump out at me, Johnny, as I'm looking at the guys in full pads today. Yeah, I'm curious you, to hear what you have to say. Well, you were talking about Karan Higdon, yeah. and uh, my goodness, he's like, I don't know what to call him, mini fridge or something. He is... Uh, he he's low to the ground. Uh-huh. You just get the feeling that he could be a big problem to tackle. You know, will you be able to find him? And then mm-hmm. when you do, he might break it. You know, so that's one thing. Now the numbers, me being the play-by-play guy, the numbers jump out at you. Some of them, like seeing a twenty-four out there, which is Higdon. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness that twenty-four, formerly J. Joe, is now an offense number. Yeah. that's that's a big help to me. Yep. Right. 28 is weird, Michael Thomas, because I'm still seeing Alfred Blue out there Okay, <laughs> when I see 28. You know? Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Will Fuller without the dreads in full uniform is really different. You know, when I when I glanced over there, I thought, well, that doesn't look like Will from a distance. Yeah. Uh, because you're so used to identifying, you know, players with dreads, you identify them by the dreads, yes. you know. I mean, that, or that's just one of the key key indicators right there so uh that's something that jumps out to me um you mentioned ross blacklock the rookie defensive lineman wearing number 90 he just looks so spry you know he looks so light on his feet for a near 300 pounder yes i mean that's the thing about him and then when you get even closer and you see how he's cut yeah you're you know just how he's molded you realize gum. and you, you watch him mark it's the same thing because He's agile. He's. I, I said this to. I was talking to Clint and and uh, Sean this weekend. They were doing a show from two to six, which you got to check out the weekend shows on Sports Radio six ten. Those guys did a heck of a job. And they were asking me about Blacklock, and I said he almost plays like a defensive line linebacker because mm. he he'll do one of two things. He'll either use his quickness and power to penetrate and run up field and chase guys down from behind, or he'll play off a block and then be like a linebacker and use his quickness and agility to like scrape down the line and go find the ball. It's kind of it's it's different. It's kind of the way the way stylistically that Aaron Donald plays. That's mm. kind of the way he plays. Now, I'm not saying Aaron Donald, don't get right. me, but that's kind of the way that Donald plays because Aaron Donald has that sort of foot quickness, that agility to kind of work through chaos and kind of scrape down the line basically and go make a tackle on the ball. So, he's got that in I, I saw that at TCU a number of times. He would go make a play on the other side of the field, and I'm like, how the heck did he do that? And I'd run it back and realize he basically just kind of avoided just using his quickness and his feet, kind of avoided all the trash in front of him to go make a tackle down the line of scrimmage. So uh, he's, a, he's a pretty impressive dude, there's no doubt. Quarterbacks in red jerseys, of course. The hands-off jerseys. 
offensive lineman working out. And uh, so uh, Gerald Hawkins, tackle from LSU, 305 pounds, 6'6". He's an imposing presence. Charlie Heck, who's 6'8", out of North Carolina, the rookie. They drafted him. He's nearly 300, 6'4". He's another presence. I mean, these guys, I mean, look, tackles are big. I get it. But they just look the part out there. They look like they belong, at least in the early going here. But let's uh, let's see what happens when they get into these individuals they're about to undertake today. You know, Mark, I think about that a lot. I, I don't know why. I got to thinking about week two of 2015. We went to play Carolina. I don't know why I was thinking about this. But I remember Jeff Adams started for us at tackle. And he ended up getting hurt in that game, unfortunately. But... You know, and, and no offense to Jeff, but, Jeff, you know, Jeff, you know, was kind of a gritty technician, you know, smart guy in the Ivy League. You think about that kind of player, think about Jeff, and then you think about what now is over there on an offensive line, and it's, it's night and day different. I mean, you think about that offensive line. Obviously, we've talked a lot, Mark, about the five guys being together up front with Laramie and uh, Max, Nick, Zach, and with uh, Titus Howard as we get a few drops of rain down here, by the way. Um, those guys have obviously all started together, but everybody behind them has started as well. Greg Mance started a full season in 16. Sunil Calamete has started uh, a number of years um, at different points. Rod Johnson started for this team a couple of times last year. Gerald Hawkins has started before. Brent Qualley, number 76, who I always forget who that is, he's got starting experience. Not a ton, but a starting experience in the NFL. Every guy behind the guy has played and started before for this offensive line. That's not something I think they've ever had on the offensive line all the way through the top nine, top ten guys. All right, so Jordan Thomas and Darren Fells. I'm looking at them, full uniform, standing right in front of me. Now, Thomas, when you see Thomas in the hallway, he is massive, right? Fells, though, is 6'7". He's a couple of inches taller than him. But uh, you were mentioning to me when you saw Thomas for the first time this camp, you thought, my goodness, he, he just looks more chiseled, yeah. for lack of a better way of putting it, yeah. uh, this year. And I, I can definitely verify that. And I think that you know his blocking game, I'm eager to see how he's improved in that category, Johnny, yes. because that's a key factor for him. And he's got the body to do it. I mean, you look, you look at the lower body of Thomas, and he should be able to move people out of the way. Yep. Uh, and if he could do that along with the receiving skills, you're looking at uh, great possibilities there at that position. And nobody for the most part, comes from the college game as a tight end, able, ready and able to block like you see a guy like Gronk or a guy like George Kittle or anything. It takes a while. And considering that JT played a lot of receiver his final year at Mississippi State, he sort of lost a lot of those reps that you would have. So it takes a little while to get used to, hey, man, I got to block this uh, 6'4", 270-pound defensive end like Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa um, or, you know, Justin Houston. I got to block these guys. I didn't have to block these guys in the SEC. So it takes a little while for that part of the game, I think, for, you know, inline tight ends, especially that don't have a lot of experience, to get, get that experience. But hopefully he's getting it. But he, I think he looks really good right now. Another thing that's super cool is the video board here. I tweeted it out at Texans Voice. Go take a look at the video board. They're, they run replays. They run real-time stuff, then replays, so you can see exactly what you did on the last play on a giant video board right here. It's a real practice improvement apparatus, if you will. In the Loop is next. 
Landry and John will talk about camp, everything to do with your Texans. Tomorrow we'll be back on Deshaun Watson, 8 a.m. We will have him on to kick off the show tomorrow. Deshaun Watson, 8 a.m. tomorrow. And Facebook, Twitter, we've got the Texans pre-practice show going on right now. Johnny's going to jump on there in the loop next here. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you at 6 for Texans All Access to recap today's practice. Thank you, Ben, for producing. Thank you, Chain, for engineering. Have a wonderful day, and go Texans. What are the players saying about today's training camp practice? I can't wait to hit people, and I can't wait to show our fans what we're working on. Bring it back, bring it back. Check out HoustonTexans.com for all the latest coverage from camp. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. At Brookside Equipment Sales, Equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere, and we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales. We're tough enough to cut it. What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. July's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Fire Department firefighter and EMT Joshua Templeton. For the past seven years, Templeton has gone above and beyond to serve the Houston community. During Hurricane Harvey, he went door by door on a boat for three days straight, helping and rescuing those in need. And he has continued to dedicate his life to serving the Houston community and ensuring everyone's safety during this challenging time. The Houston Texans and Apache would congratulate him for being our July Star of Courage. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the thrill of the revving engine and pure adrenaline of flying down the highway to the confidence of knowing that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service. But Ari Snyder has one reason in particular. I had extremely large upper arms. They won't even fit into most shirts. Thankfully, biking really embraces vest culture, so I feel accepted. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
one outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award. Presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just 24575 Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our picks for six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the picks for six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. Transocean loves Houston, and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Calling all superheroes. At the Pelchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchin's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or more, working or retired, have children of their own, or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelchin.org. The Pelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. Of the Texas Bowl. Of the Texas. 